On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most inspired visionaries on the planet in lighthearted, lively dialogue. Join us as we explore the expansive nature of reality in a down-to-earth way, offering you insights and tools, empowering you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Now, here's your host, Christine Upchurch. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Christine Upchurch Show here on 1150 AM KKNW in the Seattle area and on Transformation Talk Radio around the world. So glad you're going to join us here today because we are going to be addressing a topic that I think is very, very important right now, and I think it's affecting many people. And what we're going to be talking about is the disillusionment that we are experiencing in a variety of ways in a variety of realms when leaders in those areas are uh, displaying their dark side. It's getting illuminated, the, the, the darkness there. And I think it's a really important topic to put into perspective, think about how to process it. Um, but before we welcome our guest today, who's, gonna, who's got a lot of information about this, I would like to say hello to the man behind the technology, Mr. Benny Mathers. Hey. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How are good. you? This is no illusion over here that you see. This is really me. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Good. I'm real. Yeah. Well, and, and, and <laughs> so's the dark side. It's very real. Uh, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. We're, <laughs> and we're going to be talking about that today. And I'm really grateful to have our guest here today. And our guest is Sabrina Fritz. She's a best-selling author, an intuitive life coach, a healer, a teacher who lives in the mountains of Colorado in a beautiful area. She's passionate about sharing her personal experiences as well as sharing with people how they, too, can live authentically. She's got an interesting background. Uh, she started out in the HR realm, and after uh, a serious accident, uh, she started working in the alternative realm. And I know that she's on the cutting edge of what I call the new mainstream. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Sabrina Fritz. Hey, Sabrina. Well, hello, Chris. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. And the, the one thing I didn't mention is that you helped me get started in radio. You and I had our radio show together for like nine months or something like that, a little under a year. And I want to thank you for that because it's been fun. And I, I don't know that I would have done that without you. Well, I remember when you were at my home in Colorado here on the mountaintop and that inspiration to have a radio show came through and yeah. lit us both up. It so I did. love that you continued to carry on after our initial adventure. Yeah. And... Um, you know, it's it is kind of interesting having co-hosts when the co-hosts are in different locations. So you've got this this three-way conversation, um, which can make it a little more bit more complicated. But we did have fun, and we had some great conversations on that show. And I'm grateful you're joining me here today because I think that this is a really important topic. We've got people who are um, getting their dark sides illuminated, and yes, it's happening a lot in the political realm, which I think doesn't surprise a lot of people. But it's also happening within the entertainment industry, within the spirituality and self-empowerment and healing community. And I know that you and I both have had a lot of experience with this, and there's a lot of this information in the news. I wonder if you can share with our listeners your perspective on what's going on right now. Well, I, I guess for me, I feel like what's happening is the light is becoming even more powerful, which of course means the dark yeah. <laughs> matches that. And 
honestly, a couple of years ago, I never realized Mass Conscious Awakening was going to take this this realm. This <laughs> <path>. <laughs> yeah, oh darn, neither did I. <laughs> but, you know, here we are, and uh-huh. I guess I see the phoenix rising from the ashes through uh-huh. all this. I, and, and, you know, these infrastructures do have to be exposed, the, the greed, the corruption yeah. that has been running the show for so long right. that many of us have just bought into um, being good little capitalist consumers, sure, you know, sure. Um, making sure that we keep this big planet revolving somehow and yet losing sight of who we really are and our own power, actually mm-hmm. just giving it away. And so, yes, the dark is, is being illuminated because the light is also demanding yeah. its presence be acknowledged. And I often talk about how um, if you've got, say, a roach-infested kitchen, it's a g- gross analogy, but a roach-infested kitchen, and, uh, you know, when the lights are on, the, the, they hide. But if you go into a dark kitchen at night and you flip on the light, then suddenly you see these bugs running around. It's kind of like when you suddenly turn on the light, it illuminates what's been creeping and crawling in that darkness. And I feel like that's part of what's going on today. It's a great analogy, and I had a friend that lived in Mississippi, so I heard about that yes, yes. <laughs> phenomenon, and I, I don't ever welcome it in my own personal life. Um, I, I visited a home in D.C. once, and it shocked me because it's the only place where I've ever experienced that sort of thing, and it's like, oh, my goodness, I think I don't want to eat here. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's, you can have a clean house, and that's, that's a very interesting thing, too, to note that it can be a very clean house. Typically, the roaches are more attracted to like, you know, I have a good friend that always reminds me, remember, the bugs are attracted to the light. Ah, interesting. And so not everyone deserves to be in that presence. But, you know, it is, it's, you know, I think of the analogy, you're just getting caught with your pants down. Uh-huh. And so we have these leaders out there who can have very staunch opinions, <clears throat> excuse me, staunch opinions and points of view about certain lifestyles and share that publicly and then behind the scenes, they're caught literally with their pants down yes. in those situations that they're speaking out against. Right, right. Like like speaking out against um, homosexuality when they're really a closet homosexual. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's happened in a lot of Christian realms, you know, different mm-hmm. um, evangelists that have spoken out against those things. Um, mm. And it is happening now, what I consider to be the more new thought consciousness realm where these leaders that have been, in some states, been put on pedestals in some situations, uh-huh. and literally we're finding out things about them that are just shocking and horrifying. I know. And we and couldn't, couldn't even imagine that this is what's happening. And I think that it's particularly shocking because, you know, when they're working within the healing, the self-empowerment, the, the um, spirituality community, we sort of look up to them because of, of the topics, because they are like people we admire that we're learning from. And it's, you know, it's like I said in the intro, when it happens in politics, some of it's still shocking, but it's less shocking because we've come to expect that sort of thing occasionally to happen within that realm. But in spirituality, like, really? That's it. Yeah, you know, there's, a, there's always been a level of corruption in politics, and I don't think anyone from either party um, in our two-party system that we like to have here uh-huh. <laughs> would argue against that. But, yes, when you have somebody that is presenting themselves as an authority and maybe having a direct connection with God in some way, this relationship, 
that gives them these special abilities. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, that a lot of times the work that is being produced is life-altering, mm-hmm. and it's very transformational. And it does create and attract people who you know, would be considered fans uh-huh. or groupies. And I think that's then, I don't know if it's the carp for the horse or not, because, you know, our, I have somewhat of a fear. My husband says that my, some of my personal experiences I've had mm-hmm. with these new thought leaders has kept me small oh. out of fear of turning into them. Oh, right. Yes. Yes, it, absolutely. I mean, if you develop a certain level of notoriety or fame, uh-huh. you know, in your realm, does that go to your head and inflate the ego, mm-hmm. which could be considered the ego could be the dark to the soul uh-huh. or spirit right. light? Right. And, and it's interesting because I think that um, you're talking about new thought leaders and, and, you know, I was talking more generally spirituality, but this was already illuminated within the Catholic Church, you know, oh, absolutely. A, a couple of decades ago in terms of brought to the public knowledge worldwide and I think that some of us thought, well, okay, it's, it's, it's a system that can be dysfunctional in certain ways, this hierarchical system where they, they don't allow the priests to have sex. And, you know, it, it, it's, it can, you know, it, it can be understood within that context. But when you've got somebody who is so together in so many ways, at least the way they present themselves, and they've got all this powerful, useful information to help us individually um, transcend some of our, our stuff, and then we find out about them, it's it's just so disappointing. It is disappointing and very disheartening, and you wonder, you know, then what's the purpose? If this is, it, o- overall, what is happening here, the overarching theme is power and greed. Mm, oh, yeah. You know, and so, and I, I believe some of us, you know, all of us at some level have we have that dark side mm-hmm. available to us where we can be greedy. Sure. I had to start looking at what's the positive benefits of being greedy to, to you know, because I was pushing against uh, these authority figures that were displaying it. Right. So then obviously there's something within me that I need to look at mm-hmm. or become aware of. And so I started to look at, well, what's some of the positive things about being greedy? Well, you only have to worry about yourself. Uh-huh. And then I felt this huge sense of relief when I had that epiphany. Like, wow, all of a sudden, I didn't worry about my children. I didn't worry about my house, my pets, you know, my job, any of that. It was like, wow, that was kind of freeing. So mm-hmm. maybe there's some freedom with greed. You know, not, and I'm not advocating greed because uh-huh. I feel like it's a very destructive force. But we have to look at some of the essence of it that might be motivating people to act from that place to see how we can satisfy that need without causing harm. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that you and I agreed we weren't going to talk about names within this conversation except those who are big names who've been in the news. And um, we're going to be going to a quick break. But when we return, let's chat a little bit about the these dysfunctional self-empowerment, um, spiritual healer-type gurus and leaders who have been illuminated for having a really dark side. Stay tuned for more with Sabrina Fritz here on The Christine Uptrick Show. Learn to live in the light and unveil the authentic you with a time of healing radio with me, Felistiana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific 
as I help listeners understand sacred fusion energy and how to connect to the spirit that fuels the very life we live. Explore the journey of spiritual transcendence and ultimately discover the path to peace, love, purpose, and wholeness. For more information, visit atimeofhealing.com. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. Years ago, when facing cancer, without any immediate treatment options, I sought healing by making various life changes. For a while, I followed a very restrictive diet. I often found myself obsessing about which foods were good and which ones were bad. Then one day, I realized I was consuming foods based on fear, fear of not getting well. But I didn't want to make choices out of fear anymore. I decided it was far better for my immune system if I allowed myself to experience the joy that came from, say, eating frozen yogurt, than it was for me to ingest the fear that came from avoiding it. Now, instead of choosing healthy habits based on fear, I try to make choices because they feel right and ultimately bring me joy and ease. How many of your healthy habits are really based on fear? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Are you ready to finally feel empowered and knowledgeable in your political stance? Let Marsha Padilla Goad educate you on exactly how important grassroots advocacy is in a relatable way to all perspectives. Tune in to Grassroots Advocacy Radio with Marsha every first Tuesday of the month at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Visit DynamicsInPublicAffairs.com. What is holding you back from living the life you are meant to live? Why is it vital to believe in something bigger than yourself? Are you in physical or emotional pain? Tune in monthly to Vibrant Purposeful Living. Awaken the vibrant life within you with Lou Paradise and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Lou's passion is to help everyone experience positive solutions for life. Find out more about Lou with Vibrant Purposeful Living at LouParadise.com. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. I'm talking today to Sabrina Fritz. And Sabrina, you know, we're talking about the dark side of some of these leaders. And yes, we've seen like, you know, Al Franken go down. We've seen some really horrific things in the political realm. But of course, in the spiritual realm, the healers, the, the, you know, the leaders within conscious manifestation, um, some of them have gone down as well. I'm thinking of James Arthur Ray. Do you remember that story, what happened there? Yeah, like almost 10 years ago now in Sedona with a sweat lodge on a spiritual retreat, and two two people lost their lives. Wow. And Yeah, but, you know, it was it was a horrific story at the time. I remember, you know, I'd, I knew him through The Secret. Uh-huh. Um, and his work a little bit that way. I never worked with him personally or anything, but it was shocking. And yet, knew that you know he was ultimately responsible for the 
safety and well-being of his participants. Uh-huh. And from what it sounded like, it was pretty ego-driven that he wouldn't allow people who were expressing discomfort to leave. Yes. And and that's the the really shocking part. Um, and I, I know that there are probably some people who, you know, made it physically out of there anyway because they were, you know, denying some of his wisdom about staying in. Um, but he, it sounds to me like he did some shaming of people. Like, you know, you, you, if you yeah. really want to evolve, you stay in here. And I several people were taken to the hospital, and, of course, two people died. And he went to jail for that. And, and I think rightfully so, because he definitely so had um, liability in that situation. You know, I've, I had been in a sweat lodge before um, that incident, and very different experience from mm-hmm. what I had heard others, you know, share from that experience with him. It was a much smaller one, of course, and I remember when somebody wasn't comfortable, they, they, they exited. All that was asked of them is that they exit, you know, going from east to west. Because, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, everything was very directional uh-huh. as you enter into the sweat lodge, and, you know, it's honoring the elements. And so that was just all that was asked. But definitely encouraged if it was uncomfortable that you need to take care of your needs first. Be sure that you're checking with yourself. What do you need? Of course. And, you know... That's, and it goes back to, again, nobody is going to have better guidance for you than yourself. Yeah. And, and we need to stay in our power to, um, first of all, accept our guidance and set boundaries when we need to set it. Indeed, we do. And, you know, that's what happens when we have, like, these leaders that have, again, a, a powerful method or technique that really changes your life, and you start to follow that. You can start to follow that blindly. Mm-hmm. And take everything that's given to you as as fact or word, right. and and that can be challenging then because if you lose sight of your own inner guidance, you're off you're off compass. You know, <laughs> you're not going to go in the right direction typically. <laughs> and I know that um, I don't think you and I would have gotten ourselves into that situation because uh, we both knew in in terms of our authentic truth, and you and I have talked about this about how. You don't need to suffer in order to evolve. And what he was teaching within the, that context of that retreat is the suffering is an important part of, of your evolution. And so I think that, yes, it's really important for us to, to set boundaries in those kinds of situations, but we really need to trust ourselves along the way when something somebody's saying just doesn't feel right or there's just something about that person that, no, nah, I don't think I really want to follow them. Yeah, I mean, reading energy is imperative when it you're is. putting yourself out there into these energetic builds, honestly. and that's. But I think that there are certain people that have gotten very good about showing a stage persona. Mm-hmm. And it's very believable, and, um, you know, the media might even reflect that, and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. It's a very different atmosphere, typically, of yeah. what's going on behind the scenes. And I know you and I have seen some behind-the-scenes action. We have, yes. That, you know, have caused us to make choices of whether or not we were going to continue to stand up for something or not, mm-hmm. or show and, up for it. And, you know, I've been really fascinated by, in, the, in those situations, whether they're relationships or business situations, what's drawn me to something that's dysfunctional? And when we find ourselves in a situation where, say, somebody's not paying us that when they owe us money or, um, you know, somebody's being verbally abusive, it's like, what's in here for me that, that is getting reflected in this situation? Um, 
because there's always something to learn from. Right. Well, and there's always a reason we're experiencing it, too. You know, I think, I know I believe that, you know, we're vibrational, energetic beings, and we do attract where we are predominantly focused. Uh And that's not to be victim-blaming. In fact, coming into that awareness, um, you know, you mentioned the rollover accident earlier on in the introduction. It was 15 years yesterday mm-hmm. that I had that life-altering accident. That not only, I don't even like to call it an accident because I think it was very purposeful sure. for my life purpose, actually. It got me put on to this more, you know, spiritual realm, more awareness, more open-mindedness, um, more looking beyond, you know, working 9 to 5 and supporting my family and uh, I mean, I still support my family, but not having to sacrifice, like going back to what you're saying, suffering mm-hmm. to, to do all this um, stuff. And when um, now, of course, I'm losing my train of thought when I went into the accident. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's not going to come back, Chris. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know, um, you and I both have worked in the healing realm for what, a decade and a half. And I know that each of us kind of didn't expect to ever end up there. And it's really powerful to be able to facilitate healings, to, to tap into that energy. Um, and, oh gosh, you know, years ago when I was facing gallbladder issues, and I know you and I were, <laughs> were colleagues, we saw each other regularly, we talked regularly, we were friends, and you saw me suffer over and over again with my gallbladder. Now, I'd healed myself of the early stages of cancer years before then. I had facilitated all sorts of healings for others. I thought I should be able to heal this. And, of course, I reached out to colleagues such as you to, to work on me because you had less attachment than I did for work when I worked on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, somebody said, you should go see John of God. And I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. And I did a little research. And I remember coming upon something that somebody said. I don't think it was on his website, but somebody talked about how he had certain restrictions associated with um, experiencing any sexual energy for like six months after if you have like a significant healing. And I thought there's something really off about that. And I decided I'm not going to go see him. And I know many people around the world have had these amazing healings from him. But guess what? (laughs) There was something odd about um, the, the, the sexual component for him based on what's coming out in the news. Hundreds, literally hundreds of of people have come forward saying that he had inappropriate sexual contact with them when they went for for healings. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's heartbreaking because I also know several people who saw him and went to him um, didn't have any kind of reports like that, but not knowing if that's, you know, one-offs or what, you I'm know, sure. <laughs> they're just not sharing. But this is somebody that has been known around the world for decades. Mm-hmm. And to find out that this type of behavior has been happening for decades. And that's what I think we were talking about, the energy and being able to discern and really read people so you can make choices. But you're asking, why do we attract this? And I'm asking that of myself. It seems to be a pattern. Uh And for me, it seems like people that crave power and control or notoriety, you know, some sort of level of influence over people, Mm attract those that are seeking. I know you and I are seekers. You know, we've been searching for things in our life, something more. You know, the rollover accident was, that was it. It was the answer to my question. There has to be something more Mm -hmm. to this life, this crazy, insane, stressful life. And I got that answer. It was abrupt and quick, but it shifted things. 
and that's how people get information a lot of times is it comes in a very quick or uncomfortable situation initially that then alters their perspective that gives them a, le- a level or ability to start discerning information and, and own it for themselves mm-hmm. instead of looking outside themselves for the answer. But I know as somebody, a lot of people who tend to suffer from trauma or some sort of abuse, uh-huh. they're, they're the seekers, they're the searchers, they're looking for a purpose or a reason for this life. They have, right. they have, they have to make they're looking for healing. They're looking Absolutely. for to find their wholeness, their completeness. And it's it's very painful. And it's there's an aspect of it. And I, I talked about this in my TEDx talk. There there was an aspect of um, sexual abuse in in particular that can make us feel like an outsider. Can make us feel different, even though it's rampant, because people generally don't talk about it. Um, when it happens to us as children, we feel kind of different, and we start to have this craving to find our tribe. And unfortunately, I think what happens sometimes is we find our way to a different version of dysfunction. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and, and there we get to visit again. Like, oh, okay. The new perpetrator has a soft-spoken voice and shiny music behind them. Uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it can, like, lure you right in. And, yeah, you don't see the full essence of who they are and what the, what they're really capable of right. and it's a it's, it's a breeding ground i mean i think back well if i wanted to really influence people and have control over them and help you know influence their lives in a certain direction there are certain areas i would move to like i should probably move out of conifer and into boulder uh-huh. colorado right, right. <laughs> you know <laughs> to, to have a really good audience and those are the those are the wounded i mean all of us i believe on the planet are walking wounded yes. we all have our stories we all have our hardships good point and we're all surviving something uh-huh. but yeah i think um that people that tend to really gravitate toward control have found a really good ground you know it's not nothing new you mentioned the catholic church i mean uh-huh. leading people through fear into faith is a very profitable organization mm-hmm. or business right right and, and unfortunately, a lot of times it's by, you know, like what James Arthur Ray did, creating more fear, showing people, you know, you face your fear, you're, you're being right, weak, you know, right, things right. like that. Yeah, and the, the shame, oh, that's so familiar for many of us from our childhood. And so it's kind of like tapping into that wounded part of that little girl or the little boy who was shamed when, when, they, didn't, when they disappointed their parents. And so, you know, apparently he shamed people when they were trying to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And that's so incredibly toxic. And yet there are all these people who on some level bought into it. I'm not saying that, that they weren't victims. They were absolutely victims in this situation. Um, but we need to figure out how to avoid getting to that point. And we also need to get comfortable kind of discerning like, like who is is light-filled but also is very um, evident about their own darkness. Who, who isn't afraid of their shadow? Who displays their shadow to public in a way that makes it more legitimate to follow them? Well, that's a really good question. You know, I don't know if there's one, one person that I could say that absolutely does that. I know before her passing, Debbie Ford, she picked up Carl Jung's work, you know, on shadow oh, work. And, right. you know, she has a book the dark side of the light chasers. Right. And, you know, I think a lot of light chasers, as she would call them, 
you know, they have the, the stories. They have kind of the seedy past, maybe, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. They're not, you know, if you put my past on paper, <laughs> I know it would probably shock a lot of your listeners. <laughs> That'll be in the, the, the Facebook Live after the show. Conversation. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> the real Sabrina Fritz. <laughs> And, and on, on, on that, well, we're going to go to another quick break. So that's a good teaser for coming back. Stay tuned for more. Are you ready for unfiltered gratitude, unfiltered frequency, and unfiltered creation? Then don't miss Mike Murphy Unfiltered on TransformationTalkRadio.com Thursday from 12 to 2 Pacific Time as Mike Murphy and a cast of powerful guests discuss and demonstrate the principles and practices of the creation frequency. Tune in to unleash the power of your mind. Open the immense energy of the heart to manifest an awesome life filled with true health, wealth, confidence, gratitude, and joy. Unfiltered truth and unfiltered frequency to uncover and let go of limiting beliefs and access your powerful intentions that resonate out into the universe with Mike Murphy Unfiltered. For more information on Mike and his work, visit his website at MikeMurphyUnfiltered.com. Imagine that you can create anything you choose. Literally, imagine it. Join us to explore the neuroscience of imagination, intention, and clear speed. Tune in to ClearSpeed Talk Radio with Dr. Jeanette Wolf on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Every fourth Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, as she explores how your inner dialogue, your conversations, and the words you choose to use can help set goals you keep, achieve greater health and resources, and feel the ease and flow of loving your life. For more information, visit JeanetteWolf.com. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. This is Peggy Snow, practitioner at Stellar Reflections with a Stellar Reflections Minute. So many people these days are trying to find ways to relieve their stress. What happens to our breathing when we're feeling overwhelmed and stress? When we tune in, we realize that we're either holding our breath or taking very shallow breath. To signal the body that all is well, which most of the time it is, sometimes all that is needed is a nice, deep breath to break the cycle. First, exhale to get all the stale air out by engaging the abdominal muscles and blowing gently. Next, take a nice full breath in, feeling it fill your body all the way down to your hips. Release fully and enjoy the freedom of movement. Notice how your body feels. Do you feel refreshed? Calmness is only a breath away. This has been a Stellar Reflections Minute. For more information about what we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW AM 1150 here in the Seattle area and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. I'm talking today to author, intuitive coach, healer, Sabrina Fritz, and we are talking about how we are going from admiration to disillusionment for leaders in various realms. And it's not about all leaders. 
It's about those who have um, gotten to be very successful, but have, have hidden their dark side, and the dark side is coming up. Um, you know, Sabrina, it's interesting because I think that so- sometimes the darkness that we see that arises relates to financial corruption. Um, what's, what, what's your experience with that sort of thing, and, and, and why do you think that is one of the ways in which the shadow side arises? Well, when I look at the financial corruption, I think of greed, ultimately. It's like, more, more for me, more, more for me. And, you know, I have a really good friend who works with people in in different realms, and, you know, one of the things that she said, not just in spiritual realms, but entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. is that when people reach a certain level, they just tend to believe that you should show up and work for them for nothing. That just being in their presence is enough. I've seen that, yes. Yeah, and then, you know, and so then I think it just becomes part of that thing where they start to gain some sort of financial success around an idea or a product or a service that they're offering. Mm -hmm. And then they see, you know, that the people that may have helped them get there really, their idea wasn't that important. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, and so they start to take advantage of the team that is showing up for them and is supporting them um, unconditionally. And that just that greed, I think it just brings in and drives more, more, more mentality. And unfortunately, it creates a lot of victims. It creates people who show up and then don't get paid uh-huh. or um, clients that invest in programs that don't get a return on their investment because uh-huh. um, it wasn't necessarily portrayed to them, all the expectations. And honestly, my advice to anyone in today's world is when you're working with a coach or um you know, somebody that has a, a retreat or a seminar, if they don't have a Google business page listing, I mean, they don't, this is a, they don't, you don't have to have a brick-and-mortar office or building to have a Google business listing. And if they're not having a Google business listing, that means that there's no public forum that allows people to give honest feedback. It's one thing to, to catch somebody at the end and you and I have had those retreats. We, you know, yeah. we had Authenticity Rising. We had workshops, and we handed out the little papers at the end for feedback and testimonials. Yep. You want that. But you're capturing that information when people are on the high, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah, right. you know? and, and rightfully so. You want that information. But what, what happens when they go home and the money that they invested now, they're in financial debt because they said yes to something when they were motivated in, in an altered state? Mm-hmm that now they just don't have the resources to pay for, and they have a new level of shame because now they've added more financial stress or debt to their family, to their relationship, whatever it has to be, and now they have to deal with that. So they aren't receiving the benefit of the investment, and they're definitely getting more beaten down. (laughs) It's it's a disempowering kind of vicious cycle because they start to feel shame because they, they haven't, you know, acquired the the wealth of the success that the program promised so they must be doing something wrong um and you know that it people often feel less than in that sort of situation exactly yes because you know when you buy into the nice little shiny advertisement you know sponsored ad that pops up in your feed that that's talking to you mm-hmm. specifically addressing what you need and there's a reason because there's algorithms sure <laughs> you know that, that's saying oh this is the answer this is the answer and i catch myself doing that 
you know, looking at a new coaches or something, you know, like attract your ideal client now and things like that. And it's like, okay, well, how do I build my business? You know, how do I do this? And I feel like there's so many people making a living right now out of telling people how to make a living that they're not even really doing making a living. You know, uh-huh. you know it's interesting because I belong to a, a coaching program that I joined, oh gosh, uh, about a year ago, a little less than a year ago. And one of the reasons I was drawn to this program is because they give away a lot of really useful free information. Um, people can learn and grow and evolve their businesses by just listening to their freebies. But I wanted to be able to go and see some of the in-person seminars. And they have this amazing support team of of, um, coaches. And so I feel like I'm getting my money's worth. But I have to tell you that I have, uh, you know, I've joined another program, oh, I don't know, about two or three years ago. And there were aspects of it that were wonderful, but I really felt like I never got my my money's worth. And it was one of these things where you could go to the next level, the next level. It's like, no, you know, I'm not going to do that. Um, but there are so many ads. You're right. You know, you get onto Facebook and it's like, oh my goodness, there's another coach telling you how to run your business, you know? Exactly. And that's the thing is like, look at the testimonials that discern that information. Uh Are these people that gave it right after an event or is it something that after they actually work the program and have results? Yes. And if they, if they're showing people and demonstrating people like from stage that have had results, are they the same people every year? Uh Uh-huh. That are demonstrating Good those point. results. Yes, you yes. know, because you get your little favorites. The coaches have their favorites, and, uh-huh. and that's the ones you know that are definitely um, benefiting from their message. But is are they not bringing in new people mm-hmm. and having more successful stories? So yeah, be very discerning and all that, especially when anything you know is asking for a contract. I mean, that's what I've seen, and that's what breaks my heart. Because when you have a powerful process and people go through something, say a transformational weekend. And they feel new. They feel they feel for the first time that they might know who they are, mm-hmm. and they might know what their next step is. And, and, and they have hope, you know, new they have kind hope. of hope. Yes. yes, they're inspired. And then, you know, if they get buyer's remorse, but they signed a contract, there's nothing they can do about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, a lot of people will be very litigious if they're not getting paid on their contract. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll find that the person in the front of the room who was your biggest ally and cheerleader and knew that, yes, this is the right time for you to say yes, is nowhere to be found, and now you're dealing with their attorney instead. Right. And interestingly enough, I, I, I know, um, you know, through the grapevine, that some of these people who will go after those who are not paying, you know, based on the contracts, aren't paying their own people properly or not, not holding up their end of the bargain and the contract they have with, with their employees. Or the contractors. Yeah, th- that is often the case more than not, unfortunately. And I think that that's, it just goes back to a certain type of behavior, and that's that power, that control. They feel like they're in the right. Mm-hmm. If they're not paying their people, it's obviously because they've already paid them what they feel like they owe them. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they justify it. They don't feel like they've done anything wrong. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are leaving um, a nice little legacy of people that have worked for them mm-hmm. and unfortunately don't have the legal resources to gain what they, you know, are due to them. Yeah, and I think that there's all the, also this issue of, you know, it's a life lesson. You're owed a bunch of money. Um, you may or may not get it if you go through the legal process, but where do you want to focus your energy? And how do you, I mean, in this situation, you know, 
regardless of whether you take legal action or not, how do you heal from that so that you can move forward to welcome abundance and welcome fairness and, and, and have functional business relationships? You mean you don't have the answer for me? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm asking you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can share some of my process. And for me, again, I feel like my rebound phase is getting shorter, which is good. Uh Right. (laughs) You know, people that don't know my history, I was in an abusive marriage many years ago, physically and emotionally, and left that in 1997. And then I found that through the years, I've had other, as they would call it, perpetrators in my life, but they didn't come in the form of intimate relationships. They came in the form of bosses. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, why is this pattern continuing? And so for me, you know, I have to look at maybe I'm at a point where I'm finally strong enough in this most recent one to stand up for myself for the first time uh-huh. and to not back down and not say, okay, I'm going to take the easy road and just get away uh-huh. as quick as possible. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that will say if you're working with, you know, particular um personality type, some, a lot of people are labeling it narcissistic, uh-huh. then then run. Don't walk, run, and get the hell away as right. quick as possible. And, you know, to some degree, I agree with that de- advice, but then all that does is just allow that perpetrator to continue to violate and cause harm to others. Yeah. And eventually, you know, what's happening, the whole Me Too movement, all these different things that are happening now, this awareness, people are speaking up. They're finding their voice, and you know, it's not easy because the, the people that they're speaking out against typically are very intimidating and using a lot of threats to yeah. keep you quiet. Right. The, the, the boundary setting can have some really um, unpleasant and painful consequences because of the reactivity of, of the person you're setting boundaries with. Yeah. And that's, you know, when you're disentangling from a relationship like that, you do have to take certain measures to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but emotionally, it's, it's very challenging. And you're right, a lot of people don't want to go through that because emotionally it's just too taxing. It's not worth going after the money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say in that case, then you find, you know, forgiveness for yourself for being in that situation and maybe yet again. Right. And, you know, just keep working on finding your personal power and not take the situation personally, but what wisdom can you glean from it to discern in the future to prevent it from happening again? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I think it just always comes back. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. (laughs) You know, (laughs) just feel your way through it a little bit more, you know, and and it's okay to take uh, some time and separate yourself, especially if you're being asked by a coach or a a speaker um, to invest a significant amount of money in them and their services, take the time. Don't act necessarily on the, you know, if you don't act within 24 hours, you're going to get that savings or Uh you miss the savings. Right. Uh, You know, if you can actually afford not to, and you know that you're not 100% sure, you feel yes, but take that time. Really Mm -hmm. listen to yourself. I tell you, every time I've done that for myself, I'd say nine times out of ten, I didn't sign up then. Mm-hmm. And you know, I happen to know, um, having seen sort of the backside of this, oftentimes if you go back two days later and say, you know, I, I know that you said it was only a deal. Would you be willing to give me this deal? If so, I will sign up. And typically the company will say, you know, like, oh, well, we're really doing you a big favor, and yes, we will let you sign up. Yes, because, of course, ultimately they still want you in the program because exactly. they didn't, you know, the deal is a, it's a fictitious deal anyway. Right, <laughs> <Okay. right. laughs> it's just a con- 
contrived number that, you know, helps you to, as a consumer, make a choice to buy because, you know, I'm, I'm, that's my energy type. I mean, if there's a sell, I'm showing up. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are a lot of people like that. <laughs> we have to go to another quick break, but stay tuned for more about uh, what we do with our, our disillusionment of those we've admired and how we can move forward, forward in more self-empowered ways. Stay tuned. I'm Christy Nepchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Are you willing to challenge everything you've been taught about life and death? Join Angie Corbett Kuyper on her hit show, Beyond Grief Radio. Redefining loss and grief as Angie shares through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that creating anything is possible, even in death. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information or to listen to past shows, visit AngieCorbettKuyper.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Welcome back to the Christine Uptrich Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. Um, you know, earlier we were talking about uh, Debbie Ford's work um, about uh, the dark side of the light chasers. Is that what it's called? The, yeah, I yeah. believe that's it. I, yeah, I think, I think you're right. And one of the things I think about, you know, those of us who have been light chasers, those of us in this psycho-spiritual transformational realm um 
oftentimes what happens is people really don't want to deal with the pain of their trauma. So they are looking for a way to circumvent it. They're looking for a way to transcend it. And therein lies a, a good reason why if you're not dealing with your stuff, you're going to be attracted to somebody who's going to pour salt in that same wound one way or another. And and so it's like we we really need to look at all of who we are, including the, the psychological piece of it, as we move forward. We cannot, like, meditate our way to not have to deal with any of our pain. We can't, like, you know, give a few thousand dollars to a, a teacher or a guru to be in their space and and somehow not have to deal with our stuff. I think that's, there's a popular meme out right now. It's like you can eat all the kale you desire, go to all the yoga classes and meditation groups, but if you're not working on your own stuff, <laughs> basically, yes. you're not going to heal. That's right. You know, and, that, and so that's the thing. It's like what does healing look? And for everyone, that's going to be a different answer because uh-huh. we're all unique. Sure. But, you know, for me, it's always been this kind of inner seeking um, sometimes I feel like I've given my power away to others mm-hmm. and allowed them to influence. But ultimately, I have taken what resonates and leave the rest behind. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Because no one person or guru or whatever, doctor, teacher, is going to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And I'm fascinated by um, somebody who's been in the news, and I'm actually not going to mention her name, but... Um, she was a big leader in the spiritual realm for a long time, and she's kind of denounced all this stuff, and it's leaving a lot of people confused. People who have followed her work, people who have read her books. Um, and people I, who have became practitioners under her yes, <laughs> and do the work. Yes. And suddenly she's viewing it as evil. Yeah, demonic. Yes. And... and you know, how do, how do people deal with that dichotomy? I know that there's been a lot of information on the, um, and a lot of communication about this on the web, and it's, it's almost like people are having to figure out how to process this. They, they've come to a certain knowingness within themselves, and they feel good about some of what they're offering. They feel good about their perception of spirituality and reality, and suddenly the person who was their leader kind of pulls the rug out from under them. Right. Yeah. And so it's all wrong, and you should denounce it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I gosh, <laughs> well, I didn't buy in one hundred percent, but I have seen a list from her recently of the things that were, you know, kind of taboo now. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, pretty much I checked off every item in that list of either having personal experience with, facilitated myself, ex- you know, had done to me, whatever. Uh-huh. Sure. Or, or do even on a daily basis. There's a lot of things that I'll do on a daily basis, and. Um, I, I just kind of joked that, you know, I read through the article. I just laughed afterwards and went, well, I'm going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time I've had that confirmed in my life. <laughs> it's probably a good thing I don't believe in it. But, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. but you know, I think that, that this brings up something that is really important. And I think that if there's somebody who's leading you one way or another based on fear, and I'm not talking about, okay, you're learning to, to rock climb and you're, you know, they ex- explain what you need to be afraid of. You know, I'm not talking about that kind of fear, but, but the, like the fear of something being evil or the fear of um, doing something wrong or the fear of missing out, uh, it, that seems like a red flag to me. Well, it's a red flag to me now, too, but honestly, fear was the driving force in my life for many, many years. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I didn't identify it as fear. I didn't even know it was fear until I started searching again, started looking at things differently, altering my perspective. And so, yeah, fear is actually a very financially lucrative investment for people. Right. The media propagates fear because it it influences people and what they buy and, yes. you know, how they, they interact in this world. Good and, point. And it finds know. its way into the spiritual realm, to the healing realm. Absolutely. Yeah. If you don't sign up for this program today, you're going to just be stuck where you are, right. <laughs> you know? Right. And, and the fear of losing out, like you say, missing out, not, not being enough. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times fear is what drives us. It's a very powerful motivator. Yeah. And it, it drives the majority of our decisions. Yeah. It, it is a time of, of disillusionment and on many levels. But I also feel like um, it's great to have these things illuminated and to have the potential to move forward based on truth, based on that illumination, based on uh, a new version of wholeness. Um, so I think it's a, it's an exciting time we're living in right now. You know, I agree. It, for all of the uh, chaos and the fear that keeps propagating, I feel like we're really at a tipping point and a turning point to, to clear out the old debris mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. hasn't been serving us for a long, long time and all these different infrastructures and to create something new. Yeah. You know, you, you have to clear it out. You, like when you clean out your closet, you take everything out and you create a disaster uh-huh. before you put it back nice, neat, or, organized with all the things you choose to have yeah. and keep. Yeah. And I think that's what we're going through right now. <laughs> you know? yeah. Right now, it's like the bedroom is trashed. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some gross stuff in that closet. <laughs> yeah, it's time to get the trash bags out, <laughs> move things out, and clear out what doesn't fit anymore and create and bring the stuff in that, you know, as I say, brings you joy. Yeah. So quickly, Sabrina, can you share with our listeners how they can connect with you? Yes, absolutely. Um, my website's the easiest way at simply-sabrina, S-A-B-R-I-N-A dot com. And I'm also out on Facebook. When you spell my name, you'll find me easily because my last name is Fritz, F-R-I-T-T-S. Yes, yes. So spell it wrong, you spell it right. Yeah. Thank you for joining me for this important conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it was such a surprise and delight to connect, uh, you, re- you know, reunited. It feels so good. It does. It does. And it, being on the radio at the same time is time is a blast as well. And I want to thank our listeners here today. I look forward to talking to you again soon. You've been listening to The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey. Each week, this show engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about the transformative healing work of Christine, visit www.StellarReflections.com. And for weekly topics, visit www.TransformationTalkRadio.com. Transformation Talk Radio.com.